I think I'm going to get some nice little dad jokes in y'all for for a little intro. Um, feel free to skip ahead if you hate corny ass jokes, but let's get this started. You know, if Jada Smith doesn't like jokes about alopecia, then that's hair loss. Get it? You know, like her loss, hair loss. It's kind of a kind of a recent joke to be told in here. Not not funny. Okay, well I'll just move on to another one then. So my my wife left me because I have a crippling gambling addiction. But I know I can win her back. Yeah, you're either cringing right now or just nice. You, you exhaled a little hard under your out from your nose. That's a, that's a nice little knee slapper. So, what did the farmer say when he lost his tractor? Where's my tractor? Yeah, that one's stupid. Look at you, probably smiling. No, you're not. Let me just let me just stop. So I saw two blind guys fighting today. Should have seen the looks on their faces when I said my money's on the one with the knife. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. I I apologize for that one. I thought that was that was gonna sound better coming out of my mouth, but it sounded way worse. All right, all right, last one. My friend Tony asked me not to say his name backwards. I'll just let that one marinate for a sec. I apologize for giving my best Deshaun Watson impersonation. I'm forcing these on you. It's kind of like the 22 women's, but... But, um... Enjoy the episode. back episode joe biden that's right we've been doing this for 46 episodes we don't know how we're already losing one person apparently this he's missed how many episodes i think i can count on two hands now we how many episodes we've missed how many episodes whiz is oh, now missed yeah. counting today yeah, it's, i think i can count on two hands cousins. remember when it, Look. the joke used to be me missing episodes yeah i know so, Below 500 is looking for any dependable, aspiring podcast hosts. Inquire within. Another touchy subject. Kaepernick is relevant again. He's in the news. So, do you see... Word. Relevant. Well, apparently his old head coach buddy, Jim Harbaugh, you know, head coach of Michigan, they did a pro, their pro day or whatever, or spring game something, sat, I think it was spring game, Saturday... And at halftime, he let Kaepernick throw, throw around at halftime and also, I think, let him throw the last pass of the game or some, something like that. And now Kaepernick is, for lack of better words, settling, saying that he's open to a backup quarterback role. As long Isn't as that anything... Isn't that the league over? Yes. Yes. He's He wants any opportunity to get back on the field, even if it means... A backup quarterback spot. I feel like the only team that will have the balls to sign him would be Pittsburgh or Seattle. Those are the only two teams I see signing him because Seattle has Drew Locke. Pittsburgh has Trubisky, I think I think right? they re-signed. 
Do what? Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh has Trubisky, Haskins, and Rudolph. Hey. And Seattle has Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I, I would, Those I, are also two with the more progressive head coaches in the league, just like Pete Carroll just called out the minority head coaching rule, saying that, that nothing's going to change until the owners start hiring people that don't think like them or something like that. Speaking of owners, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but you've heard about the commander scandal, right? Wait, what? Okay. Probably. Tell me. I think so I think I think so. The Washington football team commanders have been under like an ongoing NFL investigation for emails and It seems like it's been going on for different years. Different types yeah. of conduct issues. Basically just a full organizational investigation. Well, so the latest stone that has been uncovered in that investigation is that there is probable cause to believe... So, obviously, the NFL is a revenue-sharing program, and uh, a certain portion of profits amongst NFL owners are split up and kind of dispersed amongst the league. Well, there is probable cause for the NFL to believe that Dan Snyder and the Washington football commanders have bit last season underreported their ticket sales by as much as 40 percent but why like what's the, so what's the they, point they don't doing have that to give as much to the revenue sharing oh program. yeah got you got so you they're got basically you. stealing Jesus. from the rest of the owners and then so that uncovers another little rule that's just stuffed deep in the rule book that says that no matter like how, what the like owner team relationship if the other owners come together basically the the other the rest of the league owners can come together and vote out an owner of a team mm. and so that's kind of the, the all eyes right now are on Dan Snyder and this investigation because if it comes up that he was like hiding money from the rest of the owners that's basically directly taking money right out of their pockets so yeah everyone thinks that if that's the case they're gonna have him out of there quick fast and in a hurry i mean it's time for dan snyder to sell the team anyways it's that's been the most dysfunctional franchise the last decade that's the sad part too is like dysfunctional but not even like on-field dysfunction like the team has been it's it's front semi, office dysfunction the, the team on field has been semi-competent yes but it's the front office and ownership that has just so that's been... got to be as a fan gut-wrenching when you're seeing this this middle of the road team and this absolute third world country of a front office mm-hmm. and thinking about like what what that six or seven win team could have been if they had even just an average Joe at GM. Yeah. Let's see. It's, it's People joke about the Browns front office or, like, recent history, the Texans front office. Th- those are jokes. You can't really joke about the commander's front office because that's a serious problem that's been going on for several years. It makes the Browns look pretty. And the thing with the uh, – like, the Browns comparison is, like, the, the, the worst the Browns front office got 
was just like a decade's worth of bad draft picks. Exactly. But I mean, like this is a the Commanders have nothing to show. Train wreck. It's been like that forever too. That's what's sad. And teams, there was oh, what's Ted? Was it Ted Leonidas? That sounds right. I'm pretty the the president or something that had to step down. All the fans were excited, thought it's going to change. Well, guess what? Washington shit has not changed. It is still a dysfunctional mess. I'm praying that this whole forty percent revenue like hiding Ponzi scheme or whatever the fuck that was going on in Washington. I pray the other 31 owners are like, hey, get the fuck out. We're tired of it. Right. I mean, like, I, I feel like any other owner would do. Cal McNair would do better in Washington than, than Dan Snyder would. I feel would. like at this point, like, up to this point, I mean, all the owners have kind of just been sitting back and watching this whole train wreck unfold. Uh, but now, like, they're getting directly touched by it, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah. Like, you you fuck yourself like I'm hoping, as much as you want, but you ain't about to fuck us. Exactly. I'm hoping Elon Musk is just bored and is like, you know what? Give me a football team. Fuck it. I want a football team. How do you, I don't know what's what's football. I don't know. Hell, I think he's he's the highest shareholder of Twitter now. He's like a nine percent shareholder in yeah. Twitter. And like Elon Musk don't give a fuck. He don't know. He's just vibing. He don't know what's going Twitter, on. Uh, Twitter employees were all on Twitter yesterday, like freaking out, like. Thinking mm-hmm. that he was gonna like come into the office and do just like a hostile takeover of Twitter because he's now yeah. like the majority shareholder. Everybody just comes in the office. Elon Musk is like, "Good evening." Don't worry. What's up? I've automated What's all up, of you your jobs. Fuckers? I no longer need Except any of you. He needs to put his focus back into promoting Dogecoin. I know. Which I, I'm out of. My, I've completely sold my position on Doge, but I'm still holding my uh, Shiba. I am too, and I don't even want to look at what it's at right it, now. It jumped today from like twenty cents, or Did not it? twenty cents, but from point several zeros to zero <laughs> to point just as many zeros to eight minus two. But no, it went up. It so went up like two hundred thousand. It went up like six percent in like five minutes. Like I still feel stupid for I was up three k. 3k profit on dogecoin i think i only put in a total of like 60 and i was up 3k and i'm kicking myself in the ass for not pulling out you're yeah i wish i would have but i was like i'm gonna write it i wrote it all the way through that snl skit elon everybody was waiting for elon to do that did nothing it jumped and it it jumped like five it jumped like five cents as soon as snl started and then dropped like 20 cents and never came back oh it dropped like 50 oh no it dropped like 20 30 I'm, I'm just and waiting. then recently like the last month it kept gradually going down i'm like oh fuck this is not good. i got in so early on the shiba that like i just need it to hit like 10 cents and i know i got an early two i put in 50 and tripled that so i got cocky i was like i'm gonna throw another 50 in and now i'm at a loss yeah i put in so. i put in 200 and i think i have 3 million coins so if i hit 10 cents that's three hundred thousand dollars were you ever in on Jack X? Was I ever? God, I, that was a fifty, I rode, fifty dollar loss for I me. Rode that, hey, I rode that for almost a year. Yeah. I I rode it so I, long that I forgot about it, and then someone would mention it, and I'd be like, "Let me go look and see what it's at." And yeah, 
I put in 50. I think I sold all of my stuff for $4.32. Out of that whole scheme, the only one that I ever made any profit off of was AMC. I'm st- I made a small profit on that, and I'm really pissed because whenever I, I wrote it low forever. Because remember how long it crashed and never came back up. Well, finally, it got a little bit of traction, and I sold it for like just a little bit of profit. hundred dollars profit. I think I sold it for hundred dollar profit. The next week is when it jumped up, and if I would have sold one week later, the exact same time, I would have had a nine hundred dollar profit. Yeah. I was sick. Well, so I was pissed. With the GameStop, I could have sold. I was never in a GameStop, thank God. So Robinhood was letting me do partial shares, so I didn't have, I didn't get in early, um, but I could have sold for like a two hundred dollar profit. I put in like two hundred, and I could have like doubled. I could have doubled my money, and I was like, no, no, because it was just going for like thirty minutes. It was just up, 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 and I was like, it's gonna go. And I kept setting. I'm like five, like I'm like four, four fifty. I'm selling four, four, four seventy five. I'm selling. I'm, like, I, I'm standing there next to my coworker. I'm like 475. I had the sell button ready, and I'm like 475. I'm selling, and then it just like jumped from 450 to 475. He's like selling. I'm like 500, and I'm selling, and it went 479, like 375, and I was like, oh no. You got greedy. I know, and I was so mad at myself, and so then that's why what cost me money on the AMC deal because I did the same thing, but I was like, if it hits. 20 whatever i'm selling hit 24 boom 150 dollars profit i'm out and then like a month and a half later i look and it's at like 38 or 40 and i'm just like oh I, I, it would have been like a 1200 dollars profit yeah i was sick it's them bad beats i know can't wait to we're gonna see many more bad beats i can't wait to be in, in vegas. just a few weeks i can't wait to be in vegas throwing down sports bets at the end of this month because like Exactly. That's the shit I know. Like I don't give a rat's ass about sitting at a blackjack table all night. Let me get a fucking crown and coke, a five-team parlay, and then just sit in a recliner and sweat it out. Yeah, bad beats. Bet on the draft if you want. Oh, I'm sure. Bet on wild NBA playoffs. Oh, there will. Our little below 500 draft prop. Eh, it's not really a prop, but we are going to do a live alternating mock draft. Go through picks 1 through 32. Gooch and I will duke it out, see who goes first, next. Basically, odds and evens. And we will try to make the assumptions on which player should go where and help that team the most. So how do you do rock, paper, scissors? Do you do it the right way or the wrong way? One, two, three, shoot. See, I've always like I've always said rock paper scissors. I never want rock paper scissors. So shoot. I grew up doing. So rock, how do you want to do it? Scissors. But then I met yeah. enough people that did one two three shoot. Exactly. Yeah, I think I grew up doing one two three, so and then once I became an adult, the whole world's like, no, it's one rock, two three shoot. Paper, and then you throw on scissors. Yes. Okay. okay make sure your hands in like the yep. middle of the. Okay. Rock. Wait. Okay. Fuck. Is there a okay. delay? I don't know. I'm gonna go off you. You call it. Okay. One, two, three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rock. Hold on. Okay. Rock. All right. Here we go. Go. Okay. On three, we're gonna go. One, two, three. Rock, paper, scissors. Fuck. Awesome. So I will go first. You need to make the right pick because I have strong feelings about this pick you're about to, about to make. 
See, I'm, I, 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 I don't know who should go where in Jacksonville. I don't, because they kept Cam. With them keeping Cam, I don't know. I wanted them to get Evan Neal. It'd be a nice pick for the franchise. That'd be a nice pick for Trevor Lawrence. He'd love it. But with them keeping Cam Robinson. So right now you have Cam Robinson, Walker Little, Aiden Hutchinson. Well, no, I'm saying like you have Cam oh, Robinson, oh, 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 Walker okay, Little, you're about their line. and Brendan Scherf. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I know Brendan Scherf is a guard. I don't know. I think Walker Little's a guard. I think he is too. And uh, wait, I'm about to. I don't know to look it up. Regardless, Walker. Well, yeah, Walker Little position. Now they do need a center. Brandon Linder retired. See that I don't think Evan. Has any any name? Okay, Walker Little's attacker. a tackle. Yeah, so you got your two tackles. You got a guard. I don't see them going guard number one. I think number one is strictly going to be defense or Evan Neal. Right, which but Evan Neal played both at Alabama. He played a little bit of guard, but he mostly played oh, tackle. Okay. So I think at number one, I will have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking. Oh fuck, that's hard. I'm not gonna give any opinions until you make your pick. I can see Doug Peterson. Sh- and Balky drafting Evan Neal and then shifting Walker Little to guard. I can see it happening. And like, because I'm, Doug Peterson's not—he's not a defensive head coach. He's an offensive head I'm coach. Not go so it's, it's hard to see him. Depth on every pick we make, but for the yeah, one pick just, for the Jaguars, all these options it they sets, have. I mean, there's like, there's at least four guys that like. You couldn't really fault them if they took number one. Exactly. So you got to think if if you're putting yourself in like Doug Caldwell's or Doug Peterson's shoes, uh, you got to think about like, all right, I'm gonna make this draft pick. What does my team look like post draft? Like, yes. And it's really hard to pick Jags right now because it sets the. It sets a precedent for the rest of the draft order. Like obviously, it, yes, it basically, but whatever you do at one chooses, like decides on its own what you do at thirty-three. Exactly. And I'm torn between Aiden and Evan. But I think I'm going to have the Jackson Jaguar Jackson fuck Jacksonville Jaguars go. Fuck. Evan Neal. Good pick. I was sweating it. Cause that if that that's what I, I just do. I don't see Doug Peterson going defense. I don't think one. they will do that. I think that I is the right it. pick. I don't I think so too for Trevor. I don't think Jacksonville fans I always say there's a, a portion of Jacksonville. The fans player. will be disappointed at Evan not, because it's not a. It's, but I think you have to go Evan. I think Evan. I, exactly. I, I don't even think I firmly believe that Evan Neal is the right choice because yes, you you have problems on defense. Yes, you have shored up a lot of your problem areas on offense. But you you just went all in last year on this quarterback. That's supposed to be your quarterback for a decade. Yes. You just signed Brandon Scherf, who's a top five Mm -hmm. offensive lineman across the line. 
drafting Evan Neal, you that that legitimately puts the Jaguars into like the a top ten offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. I I truly believe. So I mean, I think you literally have a chance to go from like bottom of the league to the top of the league in one, and you have James Robinson and Travis Etienne coming out of the backfield. You put them behind a top ten offensive line, like, and obviously, if you're the Jaguars, you're not coming out this year after back to back number one picks as like divisional favorites. No, so, they're going to finish third or fourth. Can. Strengthen that. Like you can, you can massively improve the offense by drafting Evan Neal, and then we can handle the defense next off season. Easily, yes. In next free agency, we can attack the yes. defense. But you could like solve so many of your offensive problems right now by following up everything they've done in free agency by drafting Evan Neal. Yes. And I think if if the Jaguars are paying attention and like thinking this through and not just thinking about the name that's going to go on the draft board, Evan Neal is the pick. Because mm-hmm. there's question marks every one. Evan Neal has the least amount of question marks. It's the highest risk, lowest reward. Because I don't know if you've seen the TikTok that I saw about Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson's arms. He's got short arms. Like He's got great technique and he's got great moves. But once he gets actually engaged by a, a tackle, he can't get off the block. He can avoid the block, mm-hmm. great. But once he gets engaged, he's done. And I would go... So, moving on to the Lions at two, my pick for them, I'm going, so, are we going what we want or what we think? Is this a guess or a... See, I think it should be, we need to evaluate it that we're the GM of that team. Okay, so this is what I would do if I'm picking two for the Lions. Okay, so if I'm picking two for the Lions, give me Thibodeau. Really? Clavon? Clavon Thibodeau. Give me Thibodeau. The raw talent and tools and athleticism. You you have the best coaches in the NFL. Like you have the you have the best coaches in football in the NFL. I can teach you moves. I can teach you technique. I can't teach you arm size and speed and raw power. Those are all things Thibodeau has. Those are all, not all, but compared to Thibodeau, those are all things Aiden Hutchinson lacks. Like, yes, it's a riskier pick, but the ceiling... The I just ceiling see, I don't like Thibodeau so that much. much higher. The he reminds me of Clowney so much, I just can't... I just think this when you compare Hutchinson to Thibodeau, the ceiling is so much higher. Hmm. And see, when he asked if we're doing these picks based on want or need, that's what sucks. Is now I'm at Texans at three. I want Sauce Gardner. He's the best player in the draft to me. He's like the next Jalen Ramsey. He's going to be generational. He's going to be a little, yes. I want him at three. But I think what Houston needs to focus on right now is offense. If if Davis Mills is the answer, you're building on him this season. You need to give him the best chance you can. 
You need to protect him. You need to get he he needs a guard. You got Larry Tunsil, left tackle. You got Titus Howard, right tackle. Two one's elite, one's above average. Have a serviceable center. The guard spots are iffy. We need a guard. I will say I can't pronounce his name. Ike McQuanu. That's who I'm going to three. I, they say Tyler Lindenbaum is the best guard in the draft, but I just I just like Iquanu better. All right, so that brings us to the Jets. Did the Jets just make a trade, or are they like in trade rumors? I have no idea. I may, it may have just been hearing them in trade rumors for uh, DK. So. Honestly, I couldn't even oh. begin to like list the. Uh, we never mentioned we're not we're not doing any trades for this mock yeah, either. Yeah, I'm trying to think like I couldn't even begin to like tell you the Jets team needs. I think it's a long list, but I think the Jets are in a position where you just go best available. So. I've heard a lot of Ahmad Gardner to the Giants talk. Actually, no, I think... Who'd you take for the Texans? Akeem. Yeah, so I think the Jets... As much as I think Ahmad Gardner's the better pick, I think the Jets go Aiden Hutchinson at four because I don't think anybody imagines Aiden Hutchinson falling to four. Exactly, and in the chance, I feel like Lions will do it too. Is draft Aiden if Jags don't go with him? Go there. Oh, they that except if, if I was so if Lions the order. Oh it would yeah, be Aiden if if not Thibodeau, but I believe Thibodeau's gonna fall. Thibodeau, I see Thibodeau falling. I believe Thibodeau is the better talent. Yes, I just I see Thibodeau falling, in the event that Aiden's gone at one and two, Sauce Gardner's not making it past the Jets. You don't think he's either going to Houston? No, yeah, he's not. You know, he's not going past the Jets. He Ahmad Gardner's a top four lock. Hmm. See, so there ain't I no way he him, falls farther. See, I have if Aiden Hutchinson falls to the Jets, I think the Jets take Hutchinson, and then I would have had the Giants taking. I got the Giants taking Gardner. Gardner right now. Panthers up next. Panthers, yes. This is a very defense-heavy draft. It is. It's a very balanced. The only position that sucks this draft is quarterback. Every other position is outstanding. Okay, so this is going to be... I don't know. I don't know. A lot of these, these defensive names just don't do it for me. Okay, I know. Okay, so the Panthers... Once again, this is a best available pick. Take Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Really? He's supposed to be like. They don't even. They already have Jeremy Chin. Yeah, but I said this is just a best available pick because I almost went with a. You don't think they need a quarterback? I, th- I don't think they go for a quarterback in the draft. All right. Especially having well, the number six. 
like I said, Kyle Hamilton is supposed to be like a like top ten safety in the league as a rookie. Damn. So that's why I, I and I think they can solve their quarterback issues in different ways. Rather, I think I think drafting a quarterback at six in this draft would be a big reach. Hmm. Now I'm back again at the Giants. Giants. I'm trying to think. They're un- the, the whole team is underwhelming. The only bright spot on that team is the defense. So do you focus now on offense? Hmm. Trying to th- Did they lose anybody on their line this year? Let me see. I cannot tell you anything about Giants, the Giants starting O line. Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, John Feliciano, Mark Golinski, Matt Gano. So I will have them taking Tyler Linden. That's what I would have done in that situation. All right, let's see where we're at. So I have the Falcons. Ooh, we picked number eight. They have a. There's a lot of things. I mean, Atlanta needs wide receiver, quarterback. They're suddenly in the quarterback market again. They're suddenly in everything except for tight end. Pretty much, yeah. They need line. They need quarterback. They need running back. They need wide receivers. They need a whole defense. So, that being said... The Falcons go... Garrett Wilson. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're saying that. I was scared you're gonna say this person who I have the Seahawks taking. I got the Seahawks drafting the first quarterback of the class. He's also my favorite of the class. I have them taking Malik Willis. See, so I like that pick a lot because they do need a quarterback, but they don't need a quarterback that can play week one. Exactly. I'm not saying Drew Locke's going to be like compete for a spot or anything, but Drew Locke is a warm body that can just basically fill time until your Malik Willis is ready. Yeah, Malik Willis has the highest ceiling, I think, of this entire class. Yeah, I'm not. I really, I really like his skill set. Small school, Liberty. I do like Kenny Pickett, though. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like. Pickett's not one of my favorite. I'll take I take Ritter over Pickett. I don't know. I think I think Pickett's got. I like Ritter a lot too. Pickett's got pretty good tools. I don't know. Let's see. We're back on Jets. Who did I take for the Jets? I took Aiden Hutchinson. So I. Yes. I don't think they double up. I think they have problems on both sides. So Lindenbaum and Neil are both gone. Let's see. What else is available on offense? Good thing I'm not doing this off the dumb because I'd sure as hell have a top hundred prospects list pulled up. So I'm. Uh, you said you do have a top hundred prospects list. Hell oh, I, yeah! You think I can do I this? I got two of them. I got CVS Sports and uh, PFF. PFFs is wild. 
Fuck PFF. They said Houston needs everything. They have, Fuck they them. have Evan Neal listed as the number seven prospect in this draft. Yeah, they have. Um, do you see what they have Akeem listed at? Uh uh-uh. uh. 16. 16. They have him as one of the. I don't think. I think he's either like. I think he's borderline top five O line in this. In this. One, two, three. Four, yeah, he's a fourth O-liner. Okay, let's see. Um, I oh, dang, I really Jets think they have their quarterback. They do. They have a. So I, I'm they have an average I'm, wide I'm receiver room. Name here. I I think they will go with a lineman. To since they think they have their quarterback, so I think they go with a lineman. This guy is just a high-rated lineman. I'm going Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Charles Cross, that is a good one. Zach Wilson does need his protection. So now I get the dysfunctional Washington Commanders. They have a Band-Aid over the quarterback spot with Carson Wentz. They have a solid number one wide receiver. They have an above-average defense. They have a tight end room. There's a hole on the offensive line now with Brandon Scherf gone. They have a running back room. It's kind of hard to guess where they'd go. But I could see with Ron Rivera being a defensive coach, and this guy has fallen so far, I haven't taken Derek Stingley. I almost took him with that last pick. He fell. Derek Stingley fell. Mm -hmm. So now... I don't think he'll last that long in the actual draft. I am at the Vikings. Jesus, another shit show. They just can't get over the hump. I know, that's why I'm sitting here thinking, like, I feel like there's not... Do they massive... do they try to find their replacement in Kirk here and develop him? No, they I think don't... they're in on Kirk. So If they're not, they also have Kellamon behind them. I think they need... Wide receivers stacked. I think they need D-line help. I don't think they even know so what they need in help. I'm, I think the, the, there's two glaring, like, issues. Like, just that don't, like, because, I mean, if you look at every, other than quarterback, they have elite players at every position group except for linebacker and D-line. Unless I'm forgetting mm-hmm. somebody on their D-line. So I'm saying that they draft George Karlaftis out of Purdue. Alright, that's a good one. That's a good one. George Carl Aftis. I'm probably butchering some of these names. I don't care. Now, Texans. That's their second first round pick. The I think one of one of, if not the first time, they had two picks in the first round. Um I think they stick with offense, build around Davis Mills. Again, if Davis Mills is not the answer this year, you have so much you have two picks again next year. You have a more quarterback-heavy draft next year. For example, Bryce Young. If Mills isn't the answer this year, we'll be a probably high enough spot next year to draft Bryce Young, whatever top quarterback's there. So I think you still try to build a young offense to build for the future. And my favorite wide receiver in this class, I'm going to go Jamison Williams. Ooh. Yes. Yes, he has a torn ACL. He tore in the championship game. 
But if you're in Houston's position, you don't you don't need him right away. You're not going to win next year. You know you're not going to win anything next year. Right. I, I see what you're, you're building for the future, not next season. Um, and, I mean, you've got two serviceable wide receivers in uh, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Nico. We don't know if Nico's going to stay next year. Not Nico. Brandon Cook's going to stay next year because he has a $12 million cap space. So it's either trade, cut, extend for cheaper. Even if so, you have a speedy wide receiver in Jamison. So you have a possessional wide receiver in Nico. Right. And if you, yeah, so you taking Jamison off the board made my pick a lot easier. Um, and another analyst that we listened to predicted a mid-round run on wide receivers. And I think that starts here. So Texans go Jameson Williams, and then I think Ravens turn around and go Traylon Burks. Really? I think he's a physical specimen. Not Drake London? No. I like Drake. He's my second favorite. No, I think Traylon Burks. Like I said, I'm a big raw tools guy. Get him in. You got the... The Ravens, pig the Ravens going are here. solid, a lot of potential, and you need to give Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson does not have a wide receiver one. You give him Traylon Burke. He has Hollywood Brown. That's his Hollywood, wide receiver. I know. One. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I saying. I know. And Traylon Burke. I don't know. I just don't see him has like there. The, the the body type and the skill to be a baller. And you got to give Lamar Jackson that baller. I just. Don't. I know it's a reach. I know that's higher than pretty much anybody has Traylon Burks going, but so what? So what? I think that's the pick for the Ravens. Eagles, I think they're gonna try to focus a little bit on defense because they got shattered last year. A lot of games just ugly defensively. I think I'm gonna go. Georgia had a nice defense. I think they're going to Nicobe Dean. Linebacker out of Georgia. That's a good spot for him. I just don't see... The Eagles have bad history drafting first-round offensive talent, especially wide receivers. Devontae Smith is the only one that looks serviceable. Jalen Rager still looks like question marks all over him. I know so little about the Saints. This pick is extremely hard. Hey, I mean, they only signed uh, Jameis for two years, I think. Yeah, but I think they go defense. Um, Never know. I I'm gonna say they go they go defense, and probably the the best prospect left on this list is Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Okay. So that brings you to the Chargers, a team that has already made massive moves and massive improvements in the free, free agency. I know, that's a really hard hard team to pick for. Um, Honestly, I think they focus... Oh, fuck. I feel like they're going to stick to building that defense because, again, it's another team that defensively is what kept them out of some games. Kept them out of most of their games. Exactly. 
I really like this guy. I think he fell a lot. I, I know he'll get picked higher. I'm gonna go Jordan Davis. Okay. Okay. Now we are back to the Eagles. Now you got the Who's Eagles. The Eagles pick at 15. Nicobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. That great Georgia okay, defense. Okay, so this guy he's talking about fallen. Uh, and another team that I don't think has a true wide receiver one. Drake London goes to the Eagles at 18. Dude, you're a bitch. You're a whole hard, full-fledged bitch. Why? They've gone wide receiver first round like the last two drafts. Two or three and none drafts. Of them, I mean, none of them have paid I just out. mentioned how they got Defonte Smith, Jalen Rager, numerous other wide receivers in there. I mean, and they're still... Uh, not to mention... Drake London is exactly who I was going for. Next to the Saints. You, I like how we both... You can't tell me that them taking N'Kobe Dean first round, or first pick, that Drake London doesn't suit the need for that roster. Other than the fact that, I mean, if there was a if there was a first-round caliber running back in this draft, that might be more of a need, but... I don't know. I feel like he could have gone O-line there. Eh, maybe. O-line's boring, though. No, damn. That really just fucked up my pick with... The Saints. I had Drake London. He was gonna in. go Drake London to the Saints when the when the Saints have a legit wide receiver room. Michael Thomas. Marcus they have Michael Thomas. And then there's a third too that I can't think of off the top of my head. Look, Alvin um, Kamara is basically the receiver too. Motherfucker, he's in jail. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, I feel like they go best available, and this person has dropped a lot. We'll go Trayvon Walker, because he's well, been just, in talks of possibly being. You're just slurping up Georgia defensive linemen. All right, so I mean, do you blame me? They had the nation's top defense last year. Oh yeah, Patriots have to go defense. Bitch, you're on Steelers. Oh, fuck, I'm skipping. God damn it. Yeah, you're skipping. Okay, Steelers. You just wanted that Patriots pick. What do the Steelers do? I think Steelers go quarterback. I think they try to draft the quarterback of the future. But who is it? Uh, hey, Desmond Ritter's right there. Hmm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head some other quarterback. I mean, they can, don't can he need pick a quarterback it? right now. I'm pretty sure this guy's still no. injured. Matt Corral. I mean, that's a good pick. I like I'm him. I like him more than Kenny Pickett. Bias to the side. Matt Corral. I don't know if it, All it's right. Corral or Coral. Same. I think it's Corral. It's spelled just like um, just like Golden, so I'm going with Corral. All right. Well, now here I am at Patriots. Please, please do this. Yeah, I don't pick. really have. Please do this pick serious and don't try to hurt me. I wouldn't hurt you, but I just don't know where 
what direction they'd go in. As much as I hyped up the Patriots to trade up for Justin Fields last year, this I this is a draft I think we need to trade up. And obviously we're not doing trades here. This is a draft I think we need to trade up in. The Patriots don't have good history drafting a wide receiver first round. But I feel like they still... We just got a wide receiver. Devontae Parker, yeah. yes. Um, y'all just lost J.C. Jackson. Do y'all try to replace him? We lost him? J.C. Jackson. We lost Stephen. Stephen y'all lost Gilmore Shaq Mason. Last year. Lost Shaq Mason to the Bucks. Our defense got absolutely decimated in free agency. I think... I mean, they he's projected to go late round, a late first, early second. I think I can't pronounce his name either. Fuck the quarterback out of Florida. I want to say Kyrie Lam. Oh, cornerback. I think it's a quarterback out of Florida. Corner. Yeah, yeah. I think we just take. But yeah, yeah I think y'all need either cornerback. Or yeah, safety. we need secondary. Something on the defensive end. We need secondary. If you didn't say that, I was going to go. I, w- I would have gone. If you hadn't said him, I would have probably gone safety out of Georgia. But either one. Um, you know, you'd, you'd got caught me in so much shit for saying the safety out of Georgia. <laughs> that would have been four or five straight picks. Packers. <laughs> Packers Another they need a wide receiver. Horrible draft history. Their wide receiver one is Alan Lazard. Yeah. Do you go Olave here? So it depends on, like, I like Olave, but I've seen a lot of people grading Sky Moore over Olave. And we know that Aaron Rodgers runs that show. And we, we, we've come to find out quite a bit about Aaron Rodgers' personality over the last year or two. So I think Aaron Rodgers puts his two cents in and takes Sky Moore. A white kid out of Western Michigan. Seems like a real Aaron Rodgers type pick. Aaron Rodgers type pick. He's probably not vaccinated. Oh, man. I'm trying to find. I don't even see him on this ranking I'm looking at. Uh, he was on PFF. In the 40s. I'm looking at CBS. I don't see him. Where did PFF have him? I don't see him. Top P- 50. PFF yeah, has him 33. 33? No? Oh, I thought you CBS. My bad. I thought PFF I had him, him over Olave, but they don't. I don't see him. I don't know, 60s? I don't, unless I just missed him. Uh, I couldn't find him on CBS. Oh, he's, he's number 70 on CBS. Jesus like, Christ. Like I said. I think he, I think he fits. Take. I think he fits the Aaron Rodgers mold, and the Packers have a poor draft history, so I think the fit the pick fits. All right. Well, Cardinals they lost Christian Kirk. They got D Hop. They got Rondell Moore. Um, resigned James Conner. Got Kyler. I feel like they draft. They go O line. They have to. They they they've had the worst O line in the league for like five years. They have to. They they have to go O line. Um, I have I'll have them. Shit. But which I don't know who to do. 
I go Trevor Penning? Do I go Kenyon Green? I, I mean, I like Green more. Yeah, that's biased, I know. I, really. I know. I was literally looking at Kenyon Green. Like, if if he takes Kenyon Green, we all know why. But he's also great. But is he better than Penning? That's what I don't know. But uh, in, you got to. I guarantee you, if Kirk was still there, the competition if Kirk, card, because Penning might look better than Kenyon Green, but Penning was playing at Northern Iowa. Exactly. Um, knowing the Cardinals, I want to go. Tre- oh yeah, I'm just gonna go Trevor Penning. But I guarantee you, if Kirk was still there, he'd be in their ear to take Kenyon Green. Now, I want to see if you're going to pick who I think the Cowboys are going to go. Well, boy, I don't have a clue. Oh, boy. They lost Amari. They lost Cedric. They lost Cedric? Yeah, he's in Miami. Oh, Jesus. So you think they go wide receiver? Yeah. Number one and oh, two is CD this one, this and Gallup. Easy. This pick fell in our lap. Because I've heard of them. I've heard a lot of mocks giving them Traylon Burks. But I just don't think he falls that far. Which I don't think this guy necessarily falls to 24 either. So I think Olave falls in the. I typed it in. I knew you were going to say Olave that. I'm glad. That's who I would have. in the Cowboys lap at 24. Now, here's an interesting one. The Buffalo Bills. They're one of the most complete teams to the league. They really are. It's really hard to find somebody for them to take. I feel like they go D-line. That's the only spot I think they need help in is D-line. Um, I just... I think... Georgia's going to have the most drafted people in the first round, so I'm going to stick to that, to the Georgia, I can't think of the word, fuck me, Georgia motive, whatever, and I am going to go Devontae Wyatt, D-line out of Georgia. So, we're at Buccaneers, no, we're at Titans. I still can't believe he picked Skywalker over fucking Chris Olave. Yeah, that was probably an and, oversight. And Pickens. But I have... You, I have, Over who? Oh, we still have George Pickens. Jesus Christ. Yes, Pickens and Olave. So, I think the Titans go George Pickens. No, they have really? Julio. They have Julio. I was thinking they lost their... Season. No, they don't. They don't have Julio. Julio's a free agent. And they haven't signed him? They, they cut him. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was right all um, along. They have A.J. Brown's the number one. They go, I can't yeah, think George of who the number Pickens. two is. That fucking... You got George Pickens? Uh, Nick Westbrook is their number two. George Pickens. Bucks. This draft Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. <laughs> I know. I knew it was going to happen late round. Hmm. Buccaneers. Who did who, who the Bucks lose at free agency? They re-signed Fournette. I think they lost Ronald Jones, or he's still a free agent. Oh, 
I don't know. I think they go defense. Do they go defense or maybe the, no? They got Kyle Trask last year. I wonder if they wait another young quarterback see if they can develop Trask. Um, shit. Fuck it. Give me Drake Jackson. Out of USC? Yes, out of USC. Drake Jackson. Now we are back to the Packers. We're the Packers. Let's see how you fuck this one up again. Yeah. So I've got two names. I just don't know if I see the Packers taking an edge rusher. I think I know what edge you're talking about, too. If you don't take him here, I'm taking him next pick. Well, I am going to go Packers take Nick Benito. Nick who? Nick Bonito. B-O-N-I-T-T-O. Edge rusher out of Oklahoma. Okay. Nick Bonito. You got him taking the edge. That's that's kind of stupid to take him. I don't know as an edge. I don't know much about the Packers outside of Rodgers and. Yeah, but you took him instead of taking Jermaine Johnson, which is a way better edge. Yeah, well. The Nick Benito. I'm not educated in this draft class out of like the top outside of like the top ten. Jesus, I can tell. Now go to CBS and look look at the number forty six prospect. give a shit about that. How Sam Houston Sam State, Houston baby. State. We, we They're going in the third round. Second. No. Easy. Second easy. Okay. Top Chiefs five corner. Back to back picks. Yeah. I got them taking Jermaine Johnson. Yes. So who do you have them taking right after? Jermaine Johnson's an edge rusher. Their defense was very bad. Their secondary Pretty damn bad. And they still haven't re-signed Matthew either. Right. So for that reason, I'm... Kyler Gordon is the higher-rated defensive back, but I say they go for either, either a Matthew replacement or a dynamic duo with Daxton Hill. That's another shitty pick. I never claimed to be a draft guy. Bro, you got another Georgia player sitting right okay, there. sucking off Georgia. They had the top defense the last couple years, I dog. I understand. However, it's the 30th overall pick. It's not that big a deal. For a team that was in the AFC Championship. Oh, Daxton Hill over... Now. Some guy from Georgia isn't make or break the, in the Chiefs. Now you got the Bengals, who their biggest, biggest hole was offensive line. They went out this free agency, they absolutely killed it. Who'd they sign? They got Leo Collins. Um, fuck, 
of course, after I say that, I'm blanking. They got three people. They got uh, the guy from Patriots from New England. I was so confident so until I, I tried thinking of names. I'm looking at a name. I don't think you'll pick it, but I think there's a chance. Okay, so they got Alex Kappa, one of the top guards, got it from the Bucks. Ted Karras, Karras Karras, great center from New England. Leo Collins, great tackle. I think this is where they they have to pick O-line here. They get a great new tackle to pair on the other side of Leo Collins. Give me Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green. I'm butchering the first name right now. I have a lot of caffeine. I can't think straight. And now, for the last pick in the first round, the Lions, who took Thibodeau in the at second overall. So this, I, I have between two. I think they could go either way. If they go defense, I think they take Lewis Sign, Seen, however you pronounce it, the safety out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I could see them going offense. I don't know if they're believers in Jared Goff. I don't think they're not. He's just he's just. I don't a think Dan Campbell is a Goff guy at all. The way you heard him talk about Goff last year. So for that reason. I d- there's a real possibility they go with Lewis Sign out of Georgia. But I think Dan Campbell's attitude towards golf last year, they take Kenny Pickett. I knew you were going to say Kenny Pickett. You just had to have that motherfucker out the first round. I Listen, I have reasoning for every pick I made. And I can back up with details. Whether the pick's good or bad, I can I can put a reasoning behind every pick I made. All right, yeah. So you're gonna, to the second half of your draft is just dog water. So yeah, but that, no one cares after after like pick twelve on Thursday night. No one cares. Hey, fuck you. After thirteen, <laughs> after thirteen, no one cares. See, that's what I'm saying. After pick like twelve, come stop paying attention. And thirteen. You tune out for like an hour until your team comes up and you pay attention for ten minutes and you're like, okay, we drafted this guy. Let me look him up. Let me watch some highlight videos. Okay, that's cool. Moving on. Jesus, it's been like 30 minutes doing I know, that bullshit. that took a long time. That took a uh, long time. I didn't think it was going to take that long. NBA is coming to a close. Oh, and well, so basketball as a whole is wrapping up. The March Madness tournament ended last night. Kansas with a massive comeback over North Carolina. It was 40 to 25 at halftime and I gave up on the game. I'll admit. North Carolina gave their best Atlanta Falcons impression out there. It was the largest comeback in um, NCAA finals history. And Kansas uh, came back to win and our uh, below 500 bracket challenge winner is Solomon Bruce who Who the fuck is that my fifth grade (laughs) classmate who I don't even think listens to the show Uh, but that being said if you do listen to this episode to find out that you won Solomon 
uh, message any of us or the Below 500 page um, the NBA jersey of your choice, and we will get on. We will get on getting you your prize. Yes. Um, quick rundown because there were some interesting results. Uh, Solomon he led the he led he was in the top three for pretty much the entire tournament. A massive surge at the end brought my sister into second place. Um, I finished eighth. I I finished. Where did I finish? I finished top out of the co-hosts. Wiz. Look, as long as I didn't finish last, I'm Wiz good. Wiz finished t- tied for 28th out of 31. And Hunter finished 20th. Whew. Hunter finished one spot ahead of my wife, who had Virginia Tech winning the whole thing. Why Virginia Tech? He said it sounded familiar. I cannot believe at one point she was in the lead. My wife beat. Uh, Wiz, Bando, Rowdy, Bryson, and Casey, who got dead last. Bando got beat by his wife. Wiz got beat by his wife. Uh, I, I knew I was fucked because I had Ken- once Kentucky lost first round, I knew I was fucked because I had. Kentucky and Arizona is my championship match. I was looking good all the way up to like the Elite Eight. Like I had a bad like first and second round, but I after like the second round, I had like six or seven of my Elite Eight still in and like with good matchups the rest of the way. But then, and I, I said when I filled out my bracket, because like a lot of my coworkers are moved to Oklahoma from Arkansas, and I said when I filled out my bracket, I told them I've got Gonzaga winning it all. But if Gonzaga loses, it's going to be to Arkansas. And I was right. And that shut my whole bracket down. All right, so that business is taken care of. NBA. We are closing. NBA. Yeah, so we got a few games left. We got seeding trying to finish out being played. We got the Tankathon still going strong. I kind of want to know what the score to the Rockets-Nets game is right now. Hopefully, the, Rockets have locked a bottom two record. Are currently two and a half minutes left in the fourth. The score is Rockets ninety eight, Nets one eleven. Damn it! I was praying. I, I I was hoping Brooklyn would lose. I I need Brooklyn out of the play in, um, and that would have been great. Let's see. Brooklyn's currently at ten. They're in the play in spot. But so after this, they'll have. They're tied with Charlotte. Three games to go. I know. Uh, I know. I know. No. They're they've clinched. There are two more games to go. They've clinched the play-in. No, they haven't. How have they not? Oh wait. They're. You're right. They're they've, five they've games ahead with three games to go. My bad. After right. tonight. Damn. My hope is that Toronto and Cavs switch. Like Toronto goes seventh seed, Cleveland goes sixth seed. Because if Toronto seventh seed, that means they got to play in Toronto. You know who can't play there? Kyrie. Um. 
OKC has slid back to tied for third worst or tied for third in the lottery. Yeah, you don't you don't have to worry about going any lower than that. Rockets and Magic have locked the last two. Uh, they've they're locked one oh, and not they are locked. They can't they cannot go lower than they two. They are locked. So I just need so, I just need the Thunder to get the third spot. I want to say it's top three are all the same percentage in the lottery, and then it drops off at four. Because I think you have 14%, yes. 14%, 14%, and then it drops off at 12. Look, tonight I'm rooting for the Suns and the Spurs. If one of those two win, Lakers are eliminated from the play-in. It's just so much drama, and I love it. Everybody, at the beginning of the season, all the vets that signed there, it looked like it was they were just destined to win this year. Well, the Spurs are currently up nine, halfway through the second. And really? the Suns play the Lakers, so I think you're looking pretty good. Suns play the Lakers without LeBron. Yes. And that being said, um, we'll move swiftly into my below 500 man of the week is LeBron James. Because he moved to L.A., he won his Mickey Mouse, Chuck E. Cheese, Gumball Machine championship ring in the bubble, um, and then ever since then, he has done nothing but bitch about the play-in tournament. And he was in the play-in tournament last year. He won it and got trounced by the Suns in the first round. And now this year, he's going to fail to even make the play-in tournament. So, that being said, and I want to say he was one of the guys pushing for the play-in tournament in the bubble, which is why... He has landed as my below 500 man of the week. My below 500 man of the week, Coach K. His first career home loss was against UNC, and his final career loss, well, against UNC. His all-time record against UNC is 50-50. That's amazing. What a rivalry. It's amazing. Uh, that's one hell of a rivalry. I mean, I guess it's better than having a losing record against him, but I know it's probably got to be a thorn in his ass. Oh, you know he hates it. You know. You know he hates it. You know he's I mean, probably th- you saw how he You saw how he acted after they lost the regular season game to UNC. So, yeah. I, I can only imagine that locker room. And everyone was hyping it up. Everyone was saying that Duke's not going to let that happen. Duke's not going to let Coach K go out like that. They knew they were in the mm. tournament, so the UNC game regular season didn't mean as much. But And they were playing They were UNC playing said, hold my beard. in they, the tournament. Yeah. But they were. Bancaro, he was, he was MIA. Caleb Love said, go ahead and hold this L. Kenneth said, hold my Gatorade. Watch this. All right. That's pretty much the world of basketball. Uh, you got anything else for uh, highs and lows? Um, not really the highs and lows. I got an honesty hour. I think I want to save it till next week or next episode. 
I like I like no how you whistle. say I like how you correct yourself the next episode because you can't assume that yeah, it's gonna be next week. I know. We were so we were just, so consistent for so long. I mean, you just knew it was a matter of time. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna save mine because I know I want to hear Wiz like weasel out of his response. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good one. You know, I come with the juicy ones. I come with the good ones. I might even have two by next episode. I just thought of this one yesterday when I was driving. Do you, do you have any highs and lows? Any top three honesty hour you want to you want to hash um, out? I don't have any any segments or anything like that. I I have some highs and lows. Um, my low, I've touched on it a little bit, and I talked pre-show about it quite a bit. Uh, my low is that it is three weeks until my Vegas trip for the draft, and we're getting all our plans set in stone. So this trip feels like, like it feels like I board the plane tomorrow, and having to work a full schedule for three weeks up to this pick and like i'm saving money like crazy because i'm trying to freaking ball out in this trip on in vegas these three weeks are just going to be long and boring and rough um but then uh highs uh one high i was gonna have this last week it's been a little bit more relevant last week but um just the new new music recently has been dropping left and right and it has been absolutely yes. fire. Um, yes. I was late in listening to uh, Swaco's al- new album that he dropped back in like February or March. But I just listened to it March. last week for the first time. Really? Yeah. It took you that long to listen to it? Yeah, well, no, I every, forgot. Every song on there I forgot now. that he dropped it. But no, I've listened to it several times through now. Banker. Oh, it, it's, it's a classic. Um, it's a knee slapper. Machine Gun Kelly dropped last week that's a banger um, uh, probably unpopular opinion I like it better than tickets to my downfall I like it as much I don't know it's hard to say because well yeah I, I see it's a it's a tad bit different style I'm saying like it's like he's flirting with hip-hop again because I don't know if it wasn't for tickets for my downfall I don't know if I would like this one as much but like, I get what you're saying I, I legitimately think this album, if it has a skip, it has one skip. Don't say it. It's Emo Girl. Okay, okay, good. Um, actually, my skip would be between Emo Girl and World War Four. <laughs> See, I don't mind World War Four because I think it's... It's just weird and how it's only half a song. Right, but like that's, that's the reason I think it's not a skip because I think... It's kind of a fun sequel to World War Three, off of Tickets to My Downfall, and it's like a minute and a half long, so I'm not, like, if I'm at work with my headphones in and my phone in my pocket, I'm not going to bother skipping it. Whereas, Emo Girl, I will skip occasionally. So, that's why I say... Yeah, because that song is just, it's now, too, I don't so say catchy, you heard, but it's... You heard the part that was on TikTok that got blown up, that everyone trashed, but then you heard the full song when the album dropped, uh, Willow Smith's part is good. Mm-hmm. Yes, the chorus is trash. The like, I love Machine Gun Kelly, but the chorus to Emo Girl is bad. But Willow Smith's part is very good. Mm-hmm. But I will skip it for the chorus um, alone. 
the die in California was that's a total curveball. Banger. That's a yes, and it was a curveball. I didn't expect him to get Young Thug and Gunna on a track. Um, I loved. There's two Lil Wayne tracks. I, the second Lil Wayne track was a huge surprise and drug dealer. Not one of my favorite songs. It was one of my bottom songs on the album until Lil Wayne came on, and I was like shocked and. Uh, it kind of saved the whole song for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had to give a top five off that album, no order, Twin Flame, um, maybe, Makeup Sex, 5150, Fake Love Don't Last. See, so mine, no order, is Twin Flame, maybe, Die in California. Uh, that was a fringe. That was a fringe one for me. I like God Save Me. Mm-hmm. Like they're like it's really hard to pick. It's it's easier to pick the ones that you want to skip. I'm pro. I like fifty one fifty. It's growing on me, so I'll probably go fifty one fifty. That's the, that's my five. The, I, I'm not order the rest, but fifty one fifty is my five. Um, and then oh, um, this isn't new music. It's new to me music. Um, within the last two weeks, uh, Tate McRae. We, me and he just now caught on to her. Uh, I mean, I'd known or about like, her, and like I hear her on the radio, which I don't ever listen to the radio unless I'm in my wife's car. But I hear mm-hmm. her on the radio, and like I wouldn't change the station, and like I enjoyed her. And then uh, I saw like a TikTok about her or something, so I kind of went and like looked her up on Pandora. And oh, she had a new song drop here recently, so I listened to that song and it was good. So I listened to some more songs and it was good. Ended up spent like a two-hour binge of her music, and now I'm like, I told my wife uh, the other night cooking dinner that I think Tate McRae will wind up as like Gen Z Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure that would not be Tate McRae. That would be Olivia. Yeah, you Rodrigo. sound just like my wife. I'm and just I'm saying it makes way feelings, more sense. And I'm gonna say that. Tate McRae is the ad-free version of Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. I don't know. Olivia Rodrigo is a little too new, so it's, it's still like it's, it's the jury's still out on her. Um, but another tidbit to, to mention real quick on mainstream sellout: that is a second straight number one album. Yeah. After a week of mainstream sellout being out. It's ranked number one. I do think he's coming to Houston, June tenth, and I really dude, so hope I'm mad. I get tickets I, to I'm, that. I'm happy for him that he's playing arenas on this tour. Yeah, tickets to my downfall. Obviously, he had no idea that was gonna go number one. And then he said, he said, as as I said, I think his next album will be a rap album because he said in an interview before mainstream sellout that he wanted to do a rap album and he had to fight the urge to do a rap album for his next album but that the urge to to do another rock album and go back to back number ones like was more like he wanted that more than he wanted a rap album and so now that he's number one I think he definitely gets his uh, rap album next but yeah so he's in arenas this time and like whenever I saw him was in an outdoor amphitheater Yes. And I was looking up tickets 
because obviously I was interested in buying tickets, but it was for a, a, the uh, it was for an arena in Oklahoma, and I'm just like I told my wife like I'm not gonna buy them because like to sit in the lower section is gonna be like it's expensive something dollars. Yes, and cheapest tickets is thirty. I mean that's gonna be in the absolute rafters. Yes, I'm thinking about just doing it just to say I was there, because. He, Black Bear's on Black Bear's one of my favorite artists. Black Bear's on tour with him. I love Ian Dior. Ian Dior's on tour with him. Yeah. So it's gonna be a great thing to witness. It I will feel be like an I'm gonna like show. it as much as I liked Posty. I'm just saying that like I just don't like concerts in arenas in general. I like a smaller, more open venue. Mm-hmm. Because like every concert, unless you spend the money to go on like to to be on the floor. But no, nah, like the amphitheater that I saw at Machine Kelly was like the perfect venue for him. Um, oh yeah, so uh, to to wrap to start wrapping things up, my last high is this will drop on Wednesday. So for listeners, tomorrow, massive sports day coming up this week. Uh, Thursday, April seventh, we have. MLB opening day. Personally, we have Albert Pujols, who just re-signed for a farewell tour with the Cardinals, starting his 22nd season uh, with the Cardinals. And we have the first day of the Masters, which is one of my favorite sporting events. That's pretty much the whole for that day but yeah you have MLB opening day and opening day of the Masters on the same day that's going to be electric look I'm just saying the day after is going to be way better why it's my birthday uh, it's finally my birthday um, I guess I will give a high um, starting Friday I'll have cheaper insurance stoked for that that's about it Another year closer to death. You can you can rent a car and drive to Vegas. And, and sleep in that car. Mm-hmm. Rent a van. Cause, yeah, because I'm not renting no fucking room. Let me I'm tell you that. You. $800 for three Looking, nights? Kiss my ass. There, you don't have... That hotel was more expensive. Okay, then you said the other ones were like a little under 700 uh, That was a still. projection, and that's Vegas. That's to say, like a resort Bro, hotel in Vegas. I'll, I'll sleep in a bathroom stall. Fuck you. I don't. You don't. You, you are underestimating my ability to sleep wherever. Well, you're, you're underestimating uh, the bouginess of my wife. That's very true. Because I was fully prepared to book just wherever the group said, but then she started showing me all the stuff at this new hotel and I was like yeah that looks uh, looks pretty amazing and then we, we ended up being the first ones to book anything yeah no y'all booked this month oh, ago yeah, we booked this in like February yeah so the way it started out was I sent Eric and Andy they said something about the draft and they did those Texas shirts for the mm-hmm. Texas trip the Dun & Drew license plate shirts so I messaged them on Snapchat privately and t- 
told them that for the because they had planned the draft trip and I was not planning on anything, and I just sent them and told them that for the Vegas trip they should do a Dun and Drew shirt, just like the license plate shirt says Dun and Drew, but instead of a license plate, it's on the Vegas sign. Instead of Las Vegas, it says Dun and Drew. And I sent that, and like something messed up the message, and it didn't come through, or it came through weird. And they thought that I said like t-shirts. I said like t-shirts for Vegas, and then I sent like a picture of the sign, and the sign didn't come through at first. And so when they read it, they just saw t-shirts for Vegas, and they both thought I was coming to Vegas. And I was like, no, I'm just like giving y'all a merch idea for Vegas. And so I told my wife about it the next night. I'm like had this funny interaction with Eric and Andy. They thought I was coming to Vegas. The next day I'm at work, she starts sending me fucking pricing on flights to Vegas. And I'm like, I was never planning on going to Vegas. And she's like, I know, but these flights are nonstop both ways and they're pretty cheap. And I was like, I mean, if you're if you're trying to go to Vegas, I'll put PTO in right now. And then like, that was on like a Tuesday. And, like, on, like, Thursday or Friday, she sent me, like, the confirmation number of the flights. And I literally walked straight into the office, got on my computer, sent the fucking, sent the PTO request, and then sent Eric and Andy the the flight confirmation. That's funny. It was, it was, it was very last minute, a decision, but somehow we were... I wouldn't say last minute, it was spur of the moment. Yes, that's spontaneous. I don't have anything else. Do you want to take us out? I will do that. That concludes episode 46. We are rapidly approaching the one-year milestone for below 500. I, I'm not even going to lie. I never thought. I was I never thought. I would have never like bet on us making it to a full year. Somewhat consistently. Like we haven't made it there yet. Relax. Right, I know, and the consistency's been very <laughs> sketchy. Um, it's not on our side right now. As we record, minus a co-host. Um, but that being said, and bi-weekly, we're one year. We are almost one year in. Still trying to grow. Still grinding. Um, so help us out. Follow the socials at Below Five Hundred Pod. Hit up the merch store. Um, that would be a massive help for us. Honestly, the biggest thing, just reach out to us. Interact. Tweet us. DM us. Freaking, if you know us in person, Snapchat us. Just help us grow. Interact. That's what we need. Um, is this one going to be on YouTube? I don't know yet. It might Depends be on YouTube. Feel. If it is, comment on the YouTube video like and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to see you guys next week i'm gonna give you hold on before you i'm, I'm about to see how many views this last video oh, got it's been two weeks let's i have i didn't i haven't been promoting episode 45 it has hold on how can i go to video analytics can you not just go up to the video It'll tell you how many views it has. Are you trying to really hurt my feelings? I went to YouTube Studio by accident. It defaulted there. So let me go to our page real quick. Your channel. You have to cut some of this out.
Um, no views. Dope. 13 days ago, Dope. no views, so... I'll um, take credit for that, because I did not been pushing this shit at all. Look, in the last two months, we've had a total of nine views. That's fine. That's fine. YouTube's always the slowest to grow. And that's why I... I might... Yeah, I'm not... This, this episode's not getting video put that's up. Why, that's why I said, like and subscribe to us on whatever platform you choose to to listen on. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. This is depressing. Enough.